Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And good morning. Thanks to the help you will get from AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep it running for you. And uh, Dan Burns, good morning. Nice to hear from you sure. again. Well, good morning, Danny. Good to hear from you. How was uh, how was the week at uh, Lloyd's uh, this past week? It was a uh, busy, 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 uh, a grand week. All went well, and it was it was super busy. And uh, you know, we're dealing with the consequences of the hot weather that we. Uh, had gone on the past several weeks and uh, looking forward to a little cool down uh, this week. It's going to be really nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be a whole lot more comfortable. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Dan has been helping us out here on CCO for about 25 years, we figure. And if you do have any kind of a vehicle, a car, truck, van problem, and you've got to bring it in for service at your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, uh, but you want to know a little more about what, what may be ailing that personal vehicle. Call us or text us at the same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. But do it soon because uh, Dan uh, stays with us till about 745 when Jack Farrell steps in. So we, uh, we'd like to help you out as uh, best we can as soon as we can. So uh, don't hesitate. Call us or uh, send a text. Again, 651 989 9226. I was uh, seeing a note from a friend of mine who uh, has not, like a lot of folks, not been driving very much. And uh, the car, uh, his particular car, was just basically stored, uh, taken out once in a while. And I, my question to you is Are you and your crew still seeing at Lloyd's like critters building nests in cars? Is that still happening? <laughs> it does happen, and it happens more frequently than uh, you'd like to think. In fact, it's actually very common. Uh, and oftentimes, of course, they're here because uh, we're doing or we're, you know, repairing damage. But uh, many, many times, uh, like if you look underneath the hood of a car, you'll see all sorts of plastic covers, uh, yeah. you know, that just they cover everything up to make it look pretty. And underneath those covers is a great little cave for the mice and, and rodents to build their nests in. So when we're servicing the vehicle and we take those plastic covers off, you'll see this big old bed of whatever it is that's in your garage. Actually, sometimes it's off the car, um, you know, bed building material yeah. uh, for them to live in. And, and uh, we find that all the time. That's true. Wow. And they can do a lot of damage, right? I mean, major damage. They can't. They can do a lot of damage. You don't want that going on in your car. 
And I think that we found the best solution, Denny, is is people find it handy to store their dog food and, and bird food yeah. in their garage. And uh, that's exactly what attracts the critters to the garage and to the car. So I would recommend that you get a great big tarp, or not a tarp, but a great big tub, and make yeah. sure that any of that food material that you store in your garage is is sealed away from the uh, from the critters and and you take away the attraction they'll move on to the next house. Yeah, I, another friend of mine had I think he told me that the the damage was I'm almost positive he said around $2000. Oh, very common. Yeah, first of all you oh. have to find it. And yeah, uh they are happiest in some little obscure part of your car. And for some reason, there's some sort of protein or something in the coating on the electrical wire that they like. It's a petroleum. I suppose it's actually it's a fat that they want to chew on. But for some reason, they like chewing on it, and they end up chewing through the wires to some little thing that you need working on your car. And and uh, and they're just trying to feed. And uh, it, it can you know, but it, you know the trouble is. Finding out where they've been acting up is, is is the trick. It could be anywhere along the wiring harness. And when a car naturally breaks with an electrical problem, it's most commonly broken at a connector. Well, if you add in the rodent factor, the it can be anywhere along the uh, wire, and that makes it more complicated. You're no longer just looking for connectors. You've got to search the whole wire, and that gets that gets difficult. Wow. Oh, right. I'll tell you what. I know we have to take a break here momentarily just to advise our listeners uh, that when we do come back from this quick break, we're going to grab some text messages and some phone calls. If you uh, want to call in your question for Dan, by all means, 651-989-9226. And again, that number applies uh, for your text questions as well, 651-989-9226. We're already getting some text messages. And if again, if you want to chat with Dan, by all means, do it. Don't wait, because Dan will be here till about uh, 7.45 uh, this morning. This is the first day of August, and this is CCO's Car Care Show. On News Talk 830 WCCO, stay with us. Had a good Saturday morning to you, the first day of August at 7.20 in the morning, and we're in the midst of our Car Care Show here on CCO, Denny along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which, Dan, uh, tell us where you're located. Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue which is right between Lexington and Victoria uh, on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call as soon as this morning. We'll be there from 8 to 12 today at 651-228-1316. You know, I was thinking uh, just yesterday, I got to go in to see Dan at Lloyd's because it's been six months, you know, because of these crazy times since uh, the last time I was at Lloyd's for an oil change. Can you imagine? I can't believe that. (laughs) You know, we're seeing it uh, uh, all the time right now, Denny, where the car's not due by mileage quite for an oil change, but it's way overdue on time. And so people are bringing it in and uh, they're Mm -hmm. feeling good about doing that. you know, it's been like, just like you said, it's six, it's been six months since we've seen the car. Even if you haven't driven it that much, uh, it's still time to bring it in because uh, time is as big an enemy on a, you know, the time can be as big an enemy as, as mileage can be. So, uh, so that's, uh, you know, it's still important to get it in for service. 
What can happen to the oil as the cars are sitting and not being driven? What can happen? Well, it's not that you're that the oil's deteriorating or anything like that. That's all just fine. But the car is. The car's deteriorating. Ah, you know, the, nice. the car sitting is not good. The if the tires uh, are leaking a little air around the rims, they're getting low. If uh, fluids are dripping a little bit, you know, they're getting low. Uh, all of that sort of stuff is, sure. you know, the, the vehicle is still deteriorating and all of the rubber components are getting stiff and hard. And, and uh, as you know, a, a car is meant to be driven. A, a, a car that's been sitting for a long time is not necessarily a good value. <laughs> maybe, maybe I would prefer one that's been on the road uh, gently to one that's just been sitting uh, idle. Because uh, an idle car, that that's hard on them. All right. Well, let's get the listeners involved as usual in the show. If you want to call in your car care question, by all means, there's a line open six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We have some text messages. We want to feel too, but I tell you what, let's let's go to the phones first. I think Bob is calling in from Maple Grove this morning. Bob, good morning. What's your question for Dan? Good morning. Say, um, I have a uh, 2015 Honda CRV. My question is, when you start the car, how long does it stay? Do you have to have the car running to restore the amount of power you took out of the battery to start it? Well, it depends how long the car's been sitting. A, ba- a battery will naturally lose a little bit of uh, power just with time and with temperature. You know, with with uh, with with it cooling off, it will lose a little bit of power. And then the use of the starter, of course, is the uh, highest use as demand that you're going to ever put on a battery. And so, when we're testing a battery, we try and simulate that condition. We'll take the the uh, you know the the cranking amps of a car which commonly is is uh, uh, you know as high as 200 or even higher than that in the winter when everything's really stiff and cold and we'll simulate that for 15 seconds when we're loading a battery and see that the battery will will uh, hold its its cranking capacity for that amount of time and so. Uh, I don't. I can't do the math here quickly in my head, but there's a mathematical formula that will tell you for the amount of cranking amps that were coming out of the battery, and uh, and for how long you cranked the battery, you could do the math on that, figure out how many amps you used, and then do the math on how many amps the alternator is is able to put back into the battery. Uh, to recharge it, and it's not very long. It's probably, uh, you know, if you crank it for for five seconds, and uh, it's probably just a couple of minutes uh, until it's able to restore that charge. Now, that being said, if a battery goes dead, and you actually have to jumpstart the car, uh, it takes, you know, more than an hour to get it fully recharged. It takes a long time of uh, of driving the vehicle or having the battery on a battery charger. The best solution, if your battery goes dead, is to put it on a battery charger and to leave it on a very slow charge for a very long time. Uh, that's the best way to charge up a battery. Okay. Very good. Thanks, Bob, for the call. 651-989-9226. Let's grab some text messages. Uh, I don't think we've had uh, this one before. Uh, a texter wants to know what's the difference between a car bat. Speaking of batteries, a car battery and a marine battery. Well, uh, 
um, technically, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the manufacturing process is different about. But if, uh, say, for example, a trolling motor uh, battery is designed differently so that it is designed to uh, take a charge and then be capable of it taking that charge and diminishing that charge for a long time and then uh, bringing the battery and charging it and bringing it back up to up to uh, full charge. When you do that to a car battery, it's hard on the car battery. So they, they are built different. And I don't know, uh, you know, exactly. I don't know the engineering that makes them different, but, but they are designed different. And anybody that, uh, you know, goes fishing knows that when you use the car battery, it does not work as well as a marine battery that's designed uh, to do that job. Hmm, interesting question. Uh, I know we have to break here in a minute or so. This texter says it's an 03 Accord, 200,000 miles on it. Uh, the lube, lube lubrication, uh, the lube tech, as the texter says, says the oil plug is stripped. Is there anything that can be done besides replacing the oil pan? Well, um, there is, uh, although oftentimes replacing the oil pan is the best solution if it's not an enormous job. Uh, the what you can do is 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 take the drain plug out and then uh, you can retap. You can drill the hole where the uh, where the um, drain plug goes, and you can <clears throat> retap that either to a bigger size or always to a bigger size. And then you can either install what we call as a Healy coil. It's a it's a, it's a way of restoring the pitch and, and size of the threads. Uh, to a hole, um, you can e- you can either do that or you can simply put in a bigger size drain plug. They make oversized drain plugs uh, for this exact purpose. Neither one of those is great solutions because in the process you have to drill the hole, and in drilling the hole you're going to get metal fragments in the oil pan, oh, and yes. that's that's never a good idea. And it's and it's of course impossible to get all of them back out. So best solution in that case is absolutely to uh, to replace the oil pan. Replace the pan itself. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, Dan. Dan's going to be with us for about another 15 minutes, so if you have a car care question, don't wait. If you want to send a text, if that's easier, 651-989-9226. Stay with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with the ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, we have callers, we have texters, and I know we have limited time here. So just ahead of the game here, if we don't get uh, all the questions answered, especially the text messages, of course, I'm going to save those, and we'll uh, we'll open up the show next week with those particular uh, questions, if we don't get to them. All right, let's go to the phones, though. Arvid is calling in from uh, Blaine, I believe. Arvid, you're on with Dan. Yeah, see, I got a 2005 Chrysler Town and Country, and uh, it's only got 100,000 miles on it. But the left blinker, it blinks real fast. I've changed all the bulbs. In fact, I even took the units out the front and back and tried them on the right, and they work. And and the four-way flashers work, but I, and the flashers under the dash somewhere, but I haven't been able to locate it yet or find it. So do you have any ideas what, is it a bad ground? 
No, I, I, I think I, I think you're probably right. It's probably the if you've switched all the bulbs, and you're sure that it's not a bulb, that would be my first answer. If that's not the case, then the next thing that you should check is the flasher. And the easiest way to turn or to find the flasher is to uh, turn it on and hear it clicking. And that, and they are tricky to find. They are very they're hid away underneath the dash there. But uh, that is the next thing that I would check is uh, is to see if that flasher has failed. Um, and like I say, if you just turn it on and have it clicking and follow your ear, and eventually you'll get to where you think it is. And when it's when it's actually clicking, you can actually touch it and feel it. And that's way that that's the way that you'll know that it is the turn signal flasher. Used to be that back in the old days where turn signal flashers were kind of universal and they all looked the same, not so anymore. They could look like anything. They can be a square box. They can be a round tube. They can be a whole bunch of different things. And so you can't tell just by looking at it that that's a turn signal flasher. That's why it's best when it's still working to be able to put your finger on it and feel it and be sure that that is indeed the turn signal flasher. All right. Let's grab one more call before we finish up with text messages. Rod is calling from Richfield this morning. Rod, you're on CCO with Dan. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Say, I have a 2013 Chevy Impala, and the original battery was a sealed battery in there. I replaced it the other day with a battery that has removable caps, and I'm wondering if I need to check the water level in those battery cells. And the thing of it is, go ahead. I would just answer your question. Uh, sure. Most batteries do not require any maintenance anymore, but if you are able to, you know, check the water in there, it's fine to do it. It doesn't hurt anything. It shouldn't use any. It, okay. Uh, it should be at least semi-sealed, uh, and uh, so it should not evaporate water out of it like they used to. But uh, but uh, if you want to check it, that's just fine. It doesn't hurt a thing. Okay. A text came in a bit ago uh, asking for a friend on behalf of a friend that says she has a Ford Focus hatchback, I would guess around a 2012. Her AC stopped working after taking her car in for an oil change. Coincidence, or could something have happened then? Well, it certainly could have happened. Uh, you know, something, a wire or a switch could have certainly uh, come unplugged. So that's the first thing I would ask is I would bring it back to where I had my oil changed and say, would you recheck your work? and and see if you see anything wrong. If not, it's a very simple fix to see if coincidentally something went wrong with the air conditioning system. For example, if the uh, coolant gas for the air conditioning system is low, uh, that'll cause the air conditioning to not work. And if that's the case, then, uh, uh, you know, it's it's strictly a coincidence that it, that it quit working. So, uh, but I'd ask those guys to check their work. They'll be glad to do that. Uh, if they don't find anything, then you'll probably have to have the air conditioning service and see what's going on. Yeah, I would guess. All right. Uh, here's a 2011 Audi A3 TDI, and when starting first thing in the morning, it spins but does not start. Then turn off the key, do it again, and it starts right up. What do you think's going on yeah. there? Well, I don't know. Uh, it's missing something. It's missing either fuel or spark, probably, probably one of those two things. And so if it was in my shop, what we would do is put the uh, put the vehicle or put a fuel pressure gauge on it and put a spark indicator uh, in it and and 
crank it over, you know, simulate those conditions and see what's missing. Sounds to me like it's probably most likely uh, fuel that it's missing. And uh, if that's the case, then you'll have to see if it's uh, if the fuel pump is not getting uh, power on that first crank or if the fuel pump just isn't isn't activating and maybe the fuel pump is failing and needs a second shot at it to uh, to get the the fuel cranking again or the fuel pressure cranking again. So okay. uh, it's a pretty simple test to see what's going on. You'll have to leave it overnight so that you can simulate those conditions, but they'll, they'll set up a test and then you'll know what's going on. All right. This text says a 2003 Civic headlights flicker when accelerating or revving the engine. Otherwise, car starts and runs fine. Uh, does the alternator need replacement or do you think it's something else? Well, I don't know if the alternator needs replacement, but that certainly is a symptom of an alternator that's failing. Uh, if when the headlights are on, the alternator is not able to put out enough capacity to power up the headlights, then then uh, that is that would be a symptom. So I think the first thing that I would do is bring the vehicle in and have the alternator checked. And uh, if the alternator is is charging properly, then you're going to have to look a little further for uh, maybe a headlight switch or a ground or something like that that's uh, causing problems in the headlight. But, but uh, I think that what you're talking about with the alternator is a good place to start and see if that's what's going on. All right. Uh, this texture says, have a 2006 Honda Accord. I've heard the valves need adjustment because they become tight. Is that true? Uh, they can become tight or loose either either way. They can go either way, but that is true. And especially on a Honda, that's a very important service that that be done on the maintenance schedule, that the uh, valves are adjusted. And it's also important that when you adjust the uh, valves, that the engine's cold. Uh, you don't even want the engine warm because if it's if that temperature variance with metals makes a big difference, and uh, so you want to you want to adjust the valves with the cold engine. Okay, I think we have about two minutes or so to go, Dan. Uh, this text says, "How do you know when the serpentine belt needs changing?" <laughs> it's a, we look at it. It's uh, there's it takes a little bit of a expert eye. But uh, the part that does not require an expert eye is to see if you see any cracks in it. If you see any cracks in it, it certainly uh, needs to be changed. The other thing that you would look for is if the serpentine belt has started to get dried out. And uh, if it has started to get dried out, you can, you can see that, uh, that look that it has. And uh, if it does, or you know, if it's gotten dried out, then uh, it's probably due to be changed. And the other thing that you can look at is time. If it's, you know, 10 or more years old, uh, it's probably, that's probably long enough for it to have serviced you and it's, and it's probably time to have it changed. All right. Very good. Tell you what, if you need some help and you want to get over to Lloyd's, you guys are open today, I know. Uh, and again, to our listeners, I'm going to get these uh, text questions secured and we'll open up the show with those next week. What do you say, Dan? Sounds good. That sounds perfect. Yeah, and, and what about Lloyd's? You guys, I said, are open. How do we find you? We are, we are going to be open this morning. You can come on over or give us a call. Our phone number is 
1316. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. Or you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Good deal. Well, let's uh, do this again next week, and I'll probably give you a shout this week sometime, too, just to say hi. I'll look forward to seeing you. All right. Thanks, Dan. Dan Burns from uh, Lloyd's Automotive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.